It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson. Are you ready to get real, break through, and learn how to make your midlife the best time of your life? Take on those life challenges and turn them into opportunities? Let's rock. Here's Dr. Ellen. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ellen here, the Midlife Whisperer. I am so thrilled that you are here because we have such a fun show. We are going to talk fashion. We are going to talk getting to your paradise. It's going to be a great informative show. And if you like today's show, please go to your favorite podcast platform and review it. Let me know what you like. And if you want to reach out to me, you can always find me at themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. So I've got a question for you. Are you stuck in a rut? Think about it for a moment. This is something that I hear so much from midlife women. You know, it's so easy to get comfortably uncomfortable. You keep doing the same thing day after day, wearing the same sweatpants, drinking the same coffee, going to the same places, seeing the same people, and you wonder why life never changes. Well, today's show is going to help you to get unstuck feel beautiful and confident, and start to create your dream life. Our guests are going to share how to find worthiness through wardrobe. I kid you not, you can change your life by starting in your closet and how to claim your dream life on a shoe string budget. But let's talk a little bit about this stuckness because, you know, at Midlife, we are so dug in because we've got all these relationships. People are depending on us. We might have a job that we don't like, but we need the paycheck. We might feel like I got to get in shape and I want to get healthy, but I don't really want to step outside my comfort zone. It is so easy to really get very stuck because you've got an attachment to an old set of beliefs patterns and behaviors. Your brain isn't interested in you being happy or fulfilled or you know, having your dream life. It wants to keep you small and safe, which is why it wants you to repeat the same old, same old all the time. It also wants to conserve energy. And let's face it, when you step outside your comfort zone, you've got to really secure some new resources. But if you do the same old thing all the time, you're gonna get in the same, you're gonna get the same results and stay stuck. It's like here in Vermont, it's like mud season. Your your tires just get stuck in the mud. But today's show, I really want you to challenge yourself to see if you can think differently, if you can feel differently, if you can change the formula, even in the smallest way, because doing so is going to move your life forward and help you to make your next chapter your best chapter. And in my work, I see three mindsets that get, get you stuck, that you need to shift. And I talk about this in my book, Rock Your Midlife. The first is ruminating. The second is procrastinating. And the third is immunity to change. So with ruminating, what happens is we really go over things over and over again in our mind because our brain thinks, well, if I think over this problem over and over again, maybe I'll find a solution. But what this really does is, is again, those wheels get stuck in the mud and you stay very problem focused and you don't look for a solution. So you can really shift that by being more mindful, getting curious and starting to do some new things. Procrastinating can really um, shift when you start to really get to know your, I like to call them your procrastination gremlin that tells you to like make another cup of coffee, you know, read that book, stay in bed, all of those things. And there's lots of solutions for procrastination. The first thing is just to understand 
that procrastinating is trying to keep you safe. So the procrastination gremlin jumps in there because when you step outside your comfort zone, you know, you could fail, people could say things, you might, you know, you're, you're putting yourself up for the unknown, for uncertainty, and your procrastination gremlin's trying to keep you small and safe. One thing I love is Mel Robbins' five-second rule. So you just like count five, four, three, two, one, and then you do that thing. You don't give your brain a chance to jump into the procrastination mode. And the final thing is overcoming your immunity to change. This one's a little bit more complex. I'll give you an example. Let's say you know you want to do those self-care things. You want to take that yoga class, go to the gym, do the meal prep, and you never get around to it because you've got this immunity to change because you have this deep-seated belief that you've got to be available for the grandkids 24-7. Or maybe you don't want to change your diet because you've got this belief that I don't want to be that person who goes out to eat and says, don't bring the bread basket. I want to skip dessert. Often there is some kind of deep unconscious belief and the immunity to change is keeping you from changing. So if you're struggling with any of these issues, please grab my book, go ahead and connect with me. I can certainly help you through a clarity session, understand what's going on. But one thing you got to do is do anything differently. And my book's got 21 ways that you can do things differently. And we're going to talk about one of them right now, which is switching up your wardrobe. How many of you, myself included with COVID, have been like stuck in the yoga pants, sweatshirt, t-shirt mode, wearing the same thing day after day? You know, there is no age on cuteness. There is no size on cuteness. And really... Um, dressing differently is really going to change your energy, your vibe. And our next guest, Alison Lombatis, is here to empower you and discover your worthiness through wardrobe. I just love that phrase. She literally has a formula. She's got a blog. She's got this great book. If you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook, it's called The Ultimate Book of Outfit Formulas. So much fun. I've been reading it. And she also has... um, a blog and her book, Get Your Pretty On. She's an entrepreneur, author, Amazon bestseller, and she is going to help us to feel pretty and confident. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you, Dr. Ellen. And thanks for your book. I was reading it over the weekend and, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put on that, you know, that uh, lacy motorcycle jacket that I have. I've kind of been like switching things up, looking for my leopard. And it's just such a fun book. Thank you. And I love your moto jacket. If you're not watching, you need to tune in and see that. It's super cute. Oh, thank you so much. And your blog is your your Instagram is really, really fun too. So I want to start off though talking about, you know, you're very transparent with your audience and you've been openly sharing your experiences, struggling with midlife things like kids leaving for college, empty nest, taking hormone replacements, getting Botox, marriage struggles, and more. What motivates you to like be so authentic and vulnerable? Honestly, I feel like all of the experiences that I've been given in my life are there for a purpose and a reason, and that's to share them with other people. And I'm kind of that person that's just willing to try anything. I'm, you know, I resonated so much with your intro and how we get stuck in these ruts. And that's honestly the place that this book and this entire platform came from was a place of me getting stuck in a rut and saying, hey, I need to try something different to get out of this. And I've always been willing to just try try the Botox, try the bioidentical hormones, try whatever and share my experiences with others. And, you know, just kind of like, I'm willing to pave that path ahead and just share my experiences, good and bad, with, with a lot of different things because I feel like 
there are so many different modalities for us to get out of ruts. And it is about taking action. It's about taking inspired action in the right direction. And sometimes, you know, we don't have to feel it to do it. I love that you referenced Mel Robbins as well, like that five second rule. You don't have to feel it to do it. And getting dressed is absolutely one of those things that has made a, an enormous difference in my life when I was stuck in a rut and is now, you know, my primary platform that I'm able to reach women through is style. Well, it's something we do every day, right? It's like the first thing we do is we take off our pajamas or whatever we're wearing and we go to the closet and it really can make a huge mood. I mean, color makes a difference, the fabrics you're wearing, the way you feel about yourself. Um, so you've worked with a lot of women worldwide of every age, size, shape. From your experience, what do you think is the number one problem that women deal with when it comes to self-care, fashion, and beauty? So what are we struggling with? I think a lot of us just need to give ourselves permission to invest in ourselves and see that we are worthy of clothes that make us feel like a million bucks. You know, it is a form of self-care and it's one of the things that we tend to neglect. You know, when you're a busy mom and you have younger kids, you're focusing all your energy, attention and efforts on them. And maybe they're dressing super cute, but you're not, you're ignoring yourself. And we tend to just kind of go through life this way. Um, and a lot of women rediscover style in midlife for many reasons. Number one, they aren't as focused on, you know, the little kids and the things that they used to be focused on. And secondly, I just feel like it's such a powerful time for reinvention and rediscovery and really just, you know, figuring out what works for us. We know ourselves better than ever right now, right? So it's a time that we can really start to focus on fashion and, you know, makeup and hair and all of the things that make us feel good. It's not a shallow, selfish pursuit because we understand that there are deeper, you know, reasons for doing this. Like you are an incredible resource for sharing with women about how, you know, the way we dress and the things that we do can affect our confidence and the way that we show up in the world and showing up as the best version of ourselves. And that's really the piece that I discovered in this puzzle that very first day, you know, I was stuck in a yoga pants rut. I was in corporate America for 14 years before I started doing this. I started working from home throwing on my yoga pants every day. And over the course of, you know, six months time, I started noticing things in my environment were changing. I wasn't feeling as motivated about work. I wasn't keeping up with the laundry. I didn't have energy for date nights. It was like this snowball effect of all these things happening. And when I sat down and tried to figure out when did this start? How did this happen? The one thing that I could pinpoint was it happened when I stopped having accountability for getting ready every day and being in an office. So whenever I got dressed again, it put me in a different mindset and I felt more motivated. And I, even though nobody saw me, I was working from home. I dropped the kids off in the morning. My husband left for work. It was just me and my laptop all day. Um, I was amazed at how much it really just affected everything around me. Just getting dressed, that simple act of putting on clothes that made me feel like, you know, I was productive again, honestly. Yeah, well, I always think about too, is like you think about the the um, phrase, you know, having a bad hair day, right? Like when you have a good hair day, when you feel cute, you feel like you look good, you feel put together, you show up in a way different way than when you feel like, okay, I'm going to like put the baseball cap on, dress in black. We were talking up there about like wearing colors. It, it really does make a huge difference, which is why I love what you're doing. Cause it's like, there's like a, you know, there's this like a psycho-spiritual component, this wonderful changing coachy part of what 
you know, what you put on your feet, you know, are you wearing the cute white tennis shoes? Are you wearing those? I love your desire for leopard, like putting leopard with things, but it really makes a huge psychological difference. And I think that you come out more positively when you dress like that. And I love that you're also not about, there's no, there's no thing in your book about dieting, losing weight, having the perfect figure. So how do, you know, how are the woman who's listening, who's like, well, my body image isn't great. And I, you know, don't have like that size eight figure. What do I do? What do you say to women who are kind of, well, I'm not really loving my body. And I, especially with swimsuit season coming up where women are like, oh my God, I don't want to wear the shorts. I don't want to put the bathing suit on. I don't feel good about my body. Do you have advice of where they can start? Yeah, honestly, I would say this is the biggest objection that I hear from women when it comes to investing in clothing or, you know, rediscovering their wardrobes is that I'm, I'm not happy with my body right now. And my biggest piece of advice to them is you deserve to dress the body that you have right now. Honestly, like that is it. You deserve to dress no matter what size you are. If you feel like you want to lose 10 pounds, you know, you deserve to have clothes that fit and flatter your body right now in this moment. And just, I can kind of see that clicking for them in so many ways because they put it off for years and years and aren't willing to invest in those new wardrobes. And then when they do that and they come to back to me and say, Allison, I bought the jeans in my new size and I feel amazing in them. You know, I'm not trying to squeeze into, into clothes that don't fit me anymore. Um, one of the other pieces of advice I give to women is if your clothes that are in your closet right now don't fit you, take them out. Just get rid of them out of sight, out of mind, because walking in there and seeing those clothes is not motivating at all. If anything, it's demotivating. It makes you feel bad when you see those pieces. So clean your closet out, take those clothes out and go out and buy a few pieces that make you feel really good. Start with a great fitting pair of jeans and then go from there. And I promise you that that alone is going to motivate you. And it's also going to honor yourself in the moment that you're in right now. Yeah. And the decluttering piece is huge. I mean, that's a big thing that can get you unstuck, like going to your closet. Like you say in your book, you've got a great form. You take everything out of the closet. You know, what am I going to get rid of? What am I going to keep? And, and you feel, and you've got all this space. Like I've really edited my closet down to make sure that every single thing I have in my, my wardrobe, I really, really love. Mm. And you know, it's not, again, it's not about size. And I think that the body image piece, if you have clothing that fits good, your bo body image is in your head. It's not actually in your body. And I know myself in my forties, I was a personal fitness trainer and I was like working out 46 hours a day with all my clients had the perfect body and never liked my body. And now that I'm older and I practice self-compassion, I love my body. I'm so appreciative of what it can do. And I like how it looks, but body image is something you work on in your mind. And I think having beautiful clothing that fits you well, really can make that shift. 100%. And the fact is, you know, you mentioned decluttering. We only wear about 20% of what's in our closets at any given time. So if you get rid of that 80%, that's going to clear so much out of your life. You're not going to have that overwhelming decision fatigue of a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Because if you're only looking at the 20% that you do wear, first off, you're going to feel like you have no clothes, but it's also going to give you a starting point. Do you have a functional wardrobe that works for your everyday life? And if not, then you can intentionally fill in the gaps in your wardrobe, but you've got to get rid of that stuff that you're not wearing first in order to do that. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like you, I mean, Target, we love Target. We love Kohl's. There's lots of cute things in all kinds of places. I personally love thrifting. So let's talk a little bit about this idea of the capsule wardrobe. So you were an engineer, correct? correct. And how did you use your engineering background? I'm curious, what kind of engineer were you? I was a telecom engineer. 
Okay. So how did you use your engineering background to come up with this idea of a capsule wardrobe? Tell us about how you created this outfit formula, formula style program and the capsule wardrobe. Yeah, honestly, it came from my own sense of frustration and walking into a closet and thinking, I don't know how to dress myself. And what I realized is that style is a skill. It's something that anybody can learn. Most people think, oh, I, I'm not born stylish, so I can't be fashionable, but that's just not true. It's something that you can learn. Yes, some people are naturally gifted in that area. I was not one of them. So I had to teach myself what does style look like? And as I was going through the, the components of an outfit, I realized that really it's a formula. There are five values in this formula. There are your bottoms, anything you wear on the lower half of your body, your tops, your toppers, which are going to be your jackets, your cardigans, your shoes, and your accessories. And I realized that by combining these five different pieces into mix and match outfits in my closet, I didn't need a lot of clothes. I just needed the right basics in place. And then I was able to add in some fun new seasonal trends and colors and patterns to keep everything fresh and new. And this is the way I've been shopping and teaching other women to shop and dress for the past eight years. So I give them a shopping list of items in each of these five categories. It's not a lot of pieces. A lot of them they already have in their closet. So they're able to just kind of check those pieces off. And then they can go out and intentionally fill in the gaps on that list at their favorite retailers. I don't require them to shop anywhere. They can go thrifting. They can go to Neiman's. It doesn't matter as long as they have a similar item on the list. And then I send them an email every day or they can log into our app or our membership site online and get an outfit idea that's created from the pieces on that list. So we have a full season's worth of outfits. They know exactly what they're wearing every day. They have the pieces in their closet. And I inadvertently created a capsule wardrobe. I had no idea what one was. I came from an engineering background, not a style background. And one of my customers came to me one day and said, hey, I love your capsule wardrobe. So immediately I'm like Googling this term <laughs> to figure it out. But yeah, it was a, it was a happy accident for sure. And it's it, it has totally revolutionized the way I dress every day. And, you know, over 100,000 members in 20 different countries that have done the Outfit Formulas program to date. Yeah, it's great too. And because you start off and you, it's not about like the right body, but you have like four body types. So if you're listening, whatever body type you are, and what, what are the four body types again that you talk about in the book? Well, we have, you can either do the shape, uh, you know, the, the triangle, the um, rectangle, or you can do the fruit. Most people are familiar with the fruit, right? <laughs> the pear shape, the apple shape, um, the carrot. So you know, we, and the, I'm, I know there's a fourth one I'm forgetting in the fruit section. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I walk you through the different body shapes in the book and the way that you can determine yours. Honestly, it's a matter of you grabbing a measuring tape, taking the measurements of your shoulders, your waist, your hips, and there's a ratio in there that determines which of these categories you fall into. Then once you know which category you fall into, you're able to then refer to the visual dictionaries that are in the book. There's a shirt, a striped shirt out there that flatters every body shape. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, no, I can't wear stripes. I can't do it. But there are actually different necklines that flatter them. There are different ways, different cuts, like your moto jacket that you're wearing today is an excellent um, piece that I use to illustrate this concept with because just the lapels on a moto jacket, or if you do one that doesn't have the lapels, the lapels actually create more of that um, horizontal focus. So if you want to draw attention to your shoulders or you want to look wider across the top, then you're going to want to use a jacket with lapels. It's all about creating those illusions and creating the proportions and really honestly highlighting the parts of your body 
that you want to highlight the most. We all have those parts that we love that we want to kind of show off. And knowing your body shape allows you to know what your superpower is so that you can just really focus on that. And I just, I love that it's fun. Yes. Because I think that it can be really stressful for women at midlife because, you know, waistlines are expanding, breasts are dropping, you know, things, certain things are dropping and expanding and we don't feel like ourselves. So I think it is really important to kind of do a bit of a makeover wardrobe. So what do you feel are the three closet staples that women should start with when they're curating their wardrobe? You talked about, you know, having a nice pair of jeans. And I know that another one is the, is the white t-shirt. Yes. Yes, I definitely say start with a great fitting pair of jeans. And every woman looks at me and says that does not exist. <laughs> you know, it's easier said than done. That's for sure. But there are a few, um, you know, there are a few tips that I share with women when you're looking for denim and we're in a den and anything goes season for denim. Honestly, like you're seeing every single decade represented right now, which is kind of cool. So, you know, we've got everything from the flares of the 70s all the way to the skinny jeans and the high-waisted jeans of the 90s. You know, we've got it all represented out there. So it's not due to lack of styles. It's just due to the fact that most of us have had bad experiences jeans shopping. Go into a larger department store if this is the case. And so you can try on a lot of different brands at one time. Nordstrom is a great place to do this. Once you figure out the brand that works best for you, there are a few things I tell you to look for. Number one is, does it have a little bit of stretch? Because a little bit of stretch in our denim is universally flattering. So definitely look for a pair that have some stretch in them. I also love darker washes. I think they are universally flattering for everybody. You can dress them up or down super easily. So those are my jeans shopping tips. For white t-shirts, they're a little bit tricky because throughout the past you know, three to five years, we've seen more of the tissue weight t-shirts and most women don't want their t-shirts to be see-through, myself included. So it's a little bit harder to find them. Land's End has a great t-shirts. They are, they hold up really well. They are the right thickness. They have a little bit of that stretch in the fabric. Uh, Old Navy has come a long way with their t-shirts. If you want to look for, you know, some more of the bargain type brands, J. Crew has awesome t-shirts. Target has amazing t-shirts. I'm glad you mentioned them earlier. I love shopping target for a lot of my basics like tanks and tees so those are some great places to check out and and the fact is white t-shirts do not hold up for long so just expect that you're going to have to get a new one you know every year to two years and know that that's going to be the case they get dingy very easily and they're not going to hold up for a long time so don't invest in it just get a, bu a bunch of them so exactly. what's the third piece so we've got get a great jean we've got get a white t-shirt you talked about a striped shirt which i, I guess aren't the third i would think the third is some kind of jacket and i love when i've seen your your pictures you you look fabulous in blazers Thank so that you. seems to be a look with you denim with a t-shirt with a blazer is yes. that is a blazer or a jacket the third piece absolutely and a blazer is something that you can dress up or down easily again the moto jacket is such a versatile piece too and i feel like it's a great substitution for a blazer it's less formal but you can absolutely dress it up or down very easily you know t-shirt jeans sneakers or you can wear it just like you would a blazer in an office environment with a pencil skirt and high heels as well. I personally love my jackets as my signature pieces. So uh, we were talking off the air. I just love thrifting and finding just really incredible, amazing, unique pieces. But then you can just have regular jeans and a T-shirt that totally gives you your sort of a signature style. 100%. Yes. And it's all about figuring out that signature style. And, 
And if you don't know, which a lot of women don't, you know, it's difficult to figure out what is my style. I don't know my personal style or it's evolved and shifted and changed. And I'm not sure what it is anymore. I left corporate America, which was my story. And now I don't know how to dress for the rest of the world. Uh, one of the tips that I recommend is head to Pinterest, start pinning outfits. You can do searches as broad as women's outfits, or you can narrow it down to something, you know, like casual outfits or weekend wear or whatever you want it to be. And then just start randomly pinning pieces, um, you know, about 25 to 50 different outfits that just catch your eye. Go on gut instinct. Don't overthink this. And when you're done, sit down and look at that board that you created and see if there are commonalities in those pieces. Are you drawn toward more feminine items? Are there a lot of ruffles and lace? Is there pink? What colors are you drawn to? What patterns? Maybe it's modern. Maybe it's edgy. Maybe you're more eclectic and it's kind of all over the place. But this is going to really give you some good, solid hints about your personal style. And also, don't get too locked into it. I think I feel like I was preppy, you know, most of my life, but now I've been leaning more into my feminine side and leaning more into boho vibes. And it's okay. You can wake up tomorrow morning and decide that you want to be something totally different than you are today. Again, I think this is some of the fun of being in midlife is that we just don't care as much anymore, right? What other people think. And we're willing to try on different personas and, and really just express our personalities through style. And it should be fun. And so what are the trends you're seeing? And we're talking about having fun. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you could wear anything these days. I, I used to be in retailing and my first job out of college, I was a corporate um, retail executive for an organization in Madison, Sachs, Gimbel's, Marshall Fields. And I was so into fashion and trends and colors. So I know you can wear like anything and that's kind of my philosophy, but what's, what is uh, happening right now? And as we're talking about sort of spring, summer of 2022, what are you seeing for trending? So yeah, we're seeing a return of bright colors, which makes me super happy. <laughs> we discussed offline um, before we started that I grew up in the Northeast, so I had a lot of black and gray and white and neutrals in my wardrobe. And I still love neutrals, but they're more lighter neutrals these days. But yeah, we're seeing lots of bright pink and bright green and bright yellow. Um, so a return of brights is coming in. Uh, we're also seeing gingham for our patterns as we head into summer. Uh, leopard, which we love. Leopard is a neutral. We can pair it with anything else. Um, we're also seeing high-waisted everything, high-waisted shorts, high-waisted jeans. Love it or hate it, it's there. There's a resurgence of the 90s and the early 2000s out there um, at most retailers. And I'm seeing a ton of blue and white for summer, which I think is just so fresh and wearable from everything from blue and white patterned sundresses to button downs, um, you name it. There's a lot of uh, crisp blue and white out there. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting. I, I like the high waist. I, we, we had low waisted for the longest time and they're not comfortable. That's a rule for me. Like I, I have leopard clogs, but I wear like clogs, sandals, boots, and that's it. I don't, I ditched the high heels when I turned 50. It was like, I don't want to, you know, my feet being squished into something, but um, and I love the, when I see the stuff that you're doing, I love when you wear neutrals with a bright, I think that is such a great look to have like a, a jean with a white t-shirt and then throw a pink, you know, a pink little kitten heel in there. Um, it's so much fun. I wanted to say two places I am seeing by great things are um, I really like Costco. Occasionally, I scored a pair of white sneakers for like 20 bucks in Costco a couple of weeks ago. And um, Amazon's great because you can like, they'll, they'll have this try before you buy things. So you can try on things and then just mail it back if you don't like it. And it's a really good opportunity to step outside your comfort zone. Absolutely. I have about five things right now in my try before you buy cart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. And I sometimes I try them and they just don't work out, but it's a great way to be able to try things on at home. 
Um, especially I don't enjoy shopping out in the stores. I order almost everything online unless I absolutely need it today. Um, so this is a great way for us to try out different personas with our style and see if something suits us. So Allison, if people want your book, they want to get in touch with you, what is the best way to connect with you? Absolutely. So my book is on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And you can also check out Alpha so Fun. Yes, thank you. Check out alphaformulas.com for some style advice. We've got a great blog over there, Alpha Formulas Official on Instagram, or you can follow me on Instagram, Allison Lobatis. And your Instagram is so much fun. Thank you. So thank you for being here. I hope that you will stay on the other side. And Dawn's going to ask you a question. Our next guest, when we come back from the break, we, we will be talking with Dawn Fleming. She's written an amazing book called Claim Your Dream Life. And she is going to tell you how you can retire in paradise on a shoestring budget. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that. Hey, you are listening to Rock Your Midlife. If you want to get in touch with me, just check out themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Midlife can be challenging. You may be sandwiched between growing kids and aging parents, dealing with menopause and trying to find work-life balance. Or maybe your life looks good on the outside, but inside you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and wondering how to get your confidence and joy back. You need someone to help you get real, discover who you are and navigate life. Hi, I'm Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer, and I'm here to help. I've worked with hundreds of midlife women, went from surviving to thriving at midlife myself, and literally wrote the book on this pivotal time period, Rock Your Midlife, Seven Steps to Transform Yourself and Make Your Next Chapter Your Best Chapter. Think of me as the one-stop shop for all your midlife needs. I'm a psychologist, nutritionist, and board-certified health and wellness coach with 30 years of experience empowering midlife women. I provide nutrition consults, life coaching, and free resources to help you transform your body, your mind, your career, and your relationships. Feeling stuck? I can help you figure out how to live authentically with joy, passion, and purpose. Every Wednesday here on Voice America, live from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I share my passion for making the most of midlife and my expertise on the most pressing midlife issues from changing family relationships, managing stress, and securing enough resources to rediscovering yourself. I also interview experts from around the world to help you navigate your life. For more information, please visit my website, themidlifewhisperer.com, for fabulous resources, including my free gift, 10 Tips to Rock Your Midlife. That's themidlifewhisperer.com. Hope to see you there soon. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Rock Your Midlife with Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Have a question for Dr. Ellen or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. 
That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Ellen, the Midlife Whisperer. Welcome back to Rock Your Midlife. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you are enjoying this show. I want to let you know, if you are in an exercise rut, I encourage you to check out the optimal.me. It is a website and they are a sponsor of Rock Your Midlife. The optimal.me is for the midlifer who wants to feel younger, stay active, independent, and energetic without pain or injury, and feel confident that this phase of life is their best yet. You can take control of how you age with the optimal.me. You're never too old to take a smarter approach to aging and movement and give yourself the freedom to make this chapter your next chapter. So it's the optimal.me, such a fun site, wherever you are at in your fitness journey, it will help you out. So before the show, we were talking to Allison Lombardis about fashion at midlife. And now we're bringing on Dawn Fleming, who is going to talk about retiring in paradise on a shoestring budget. But before I introduce Dawn, I want Dawn to ask Allison a question. Yes. Well, Allison, um, Myself, like a lot of other people, I think are starting to travel again. So I'd love to hear any tips that you have for packing uh, a, a manageable wardrobe without lots of suitcases. <laughs> yes, yes, it's such a good question and one that I love to answer because I'm kind of I kind of geek out of packing. I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> I love to pack and I used to hate packing, so this is a total shift. Uh, and I used to overpack, which I think most of us do. It's an inclination. We're like, "Oh my gosh, but what if I need this and what if I need this?" So, I've applied the Alpha Formulas concept to create packing lists for women because I feel like we can get more use out of our single items that we bring with us. Um, one of the things I recommend you do is find some of your favorite pieces that you know for sure you want to take on your trip and then start pairing them up in as many ways as possible. So if you know, for instance, I want to bring this dress, then see how many different ways you can pair up that dress. Maybe one day you wear it with sandals and a sun hat. Maybe the next day you wear it, you know, out to dinner with a pair of wedges and something a little bit dressier and, you know, throw a denim jacket over it. And then the next day you decide that you're going to go on an excursion. So you throw on your cute white sneakers with this dress. A dress is extremely versatile. So I recommend every woman take a dress on your trip, you will use it. And then you can also do the same thing with a pair of jeans or a pair of shorts. Start pairing it up with different pieces in your closet in as many ways as possible. If you have laundry facilities available to you on your vacation, then that's great. You're, if it gets dirty, you can wash it and keep rewearing it. But what you're going to find is you're going to actually need a lot less pieces than you think you need. So write out the days of your trip, write out the activities, determine how many outfits you're going to need, and then start pairing up outfits Take a picture with your iPhone, keep it on there, and then refer back to it. You'll know what you're wearing every single day, and it's going to make packing a total breeze. That is awesome advice. I know I'm that person who just throws too much in all the time, and I will definitely uh, take up your advice next time I'm doing any traveling. So speaking of traveling, I'm going to bring on Dawn Fleming. So Dawn and her husband, Tom, own and operate Overseas Life Redesign, which is a global coaching and consulting company that encourages 
these people to discover their dreams and turn them into reality. Her Overseas Life Redesign podcast shares success stories of international retirement as well as advice for experiencing life abroad. She also has a new book, which is called Claim Your Dream Life, How to Retire in, a par- in Paradise on a Shoestring Budget. I've been reading it and she is in her paradise. Don, where are you? Welcome to the show and where are you? Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Allen. I am in a little island off the coast of Cancun called Isla de las Mujeres, uh, Isla Mujeres for short. And uh, we've been living here for uh, five months next year, next month, excuse me, Uh, it'll be five years. And when you say little island, I live in an island as well. How little is it and how do you have, what do you have to take to get there? (laughs) So it is 4.3 miles long and it is a half a mile at its widest. Wow. That's I'm small. at the very um, narrowest part of the island, which is two blocks from the ferry. I would say it's an 18-minute ferry ride and a world away from Cancun. Uh, but uh, we also have a 50-foot sailboat in the lagoon. There's a completely enclosed lagoon in the middle of the island, which is a natural hurricane hole. And we moved off. We lived on our boat for the first two years until we built out our third-floor apartment. And now we have the Caribbean on one side and we have the Cancun uh, skyline, uh, Bay of Cancun on the other side. So I always say, you know, it's like living on a boat, except our anchor never drags. Yeah. Well, that is fabulous. So my island's a little bigger than that. And we have a bridge, so it's not too bad. And, and a ferry that we, I can get to New York. So let's start off by debunking travel myths. Um, is it safe to travel? I think with COVID, you know, we're still sort of like, do I wear a mask or not wear a mask? People are worrying about, you know, a robbery, all kinds of things, but is it safe to travel? Well, I I mean, is it safe to leave your house, right? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like there are are smart things to do. And and I get this question a lot, obviously, Um, you know, in Mexico, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads, let's face it in the media. So there's, that's what you see is, you know, you don't hear the stories about how wonderful life is in, you know, these cities, it's, it's, oh, a tourist got shot or something like that. So, you know, Mexico is a very, very large country and, so I, I use, in fact, I, I talk about this in Claim Your Dream Life. You know, there are probably places in downtown Chicago that you don't want to go between midnight and 4 a.m. Um, you know, and, and the U.S. is a large country as well. Is the U.S. safe? Well, there are probably places that are safe and there are other places that maybe are not so safe, right? But you want to be, be smart. I actually have a, a, <laughs> a funny little graphic in my house guide that, that says, am I safe in Mexico? And it's a flow chart. And it says, are you going to get drunk out of your mind? Yes or no. And then it, it just follows you along. Right. And it's like, yeah, if you're not going to get drunk out of your mind and, or, or fight with the cartels, you're probably as safe as you are in the U S. So. So it sounds like common sense. Yes, exactly. Get drunk out of your mind. You know, know like the places you can go at night. And and of course, it's always really important to like get one of those. I don't kind of bag you use, but your your passport, your money to always keep that on your person. And we don't do traveler's checks anymore, but your credit cards, all of that kind of stuff, just to have some kind of under your clothing thing so that you don't get ripped off. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the resorts have safes. We provide safes in all of the rooms that, that we have here. So that's the other thing is put it in the safe, you know, so you don't lose it, you know. So let's talk about retiring in paradise. Cause you are like living proof that at midlife you can do it. So 
well, how do people save? Like, what is the formula for saving, for making this happen? Can you kind of take people through the process that you sort of share in your book about even if you don't, you know, have a lot of money saved, how you can actually do this? Right. Well, that's, um, there's a whole section in the uh, Claim Your Dream Life where I, I myth bust. And one of the biggest uh, myths is, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. And the reality of it is you can't afford to stay. I mean, I travel back to the United States frequently. I am in sticker shock every time I go back. I mean, we have a little happy hour um, down the street that we go to. We'll have basically have dinner, you know, like coconut shrimp and chicken tacos, a couple of beers, a, a mojito, frozen mojito. And it's $15. For two. For two. Wow, we would pay $15 for one drink. For one each, exactly. That's what I'm saying. One cocktail. I mean, yeah. I mean, I just um, I just booked a, um, health, health insurance. We just got annual physicals. Uh, Tom turned 70 last year. I turned 60. And with COVID, we got a little bit delayed on our checkups. We just went down the street to get a blood test. We both got full blood counts. Hadn't had them in five years. We're like, let's check our blood work. We walked in, no prescription. It was 4,400 pesos, which is $220 for both of us with a urine test, PSA for him. And then we went and made an appointment with Dr. Greta, who's a British physician on the island. She's lived here for years. And she spent a good 45 minutes with, with each of us going through all of our bed blood work, full physicals, everything. I went to the counter and said, how much? It was 1,000 pesos, which is $50. Wow. For two full physicals. And I pay, Tom has Medicare just as a backup emergency. We take no pharmaceutical uh, medications. We're healthy. We eat well. We, uh, you know, we exercise. I pay $139 a month for uh, an international health insurance policy that covers me globally with a $5,000 deductible. And it's half that if I use in-network. Wow. So people need to, if you're thinking about your stuck, change your thought process and say, I actually could live cheaper and better and easier abroad. Yeah. And in fact, I just, you mentioned my podcast. I just did a show on Monday about the contrast between the fire movement. You're probably familiar with that, right? Financial independence, retire early. And I contrasted that with my uh, philosophy, which I can't go into. I, I talk about it a little bit in the book, but it was, it's basically escape. And the ES stands for economic satisfaction. What does it take for you to be satisfied, to have a lifestyle that satisfies you on a monthly basis? Because everybody, the financial services industry, uh, industry has us obsessed about having this big pile of money that if any of you have gone through what Tom and I have, which, you know, Tom, single dad, raised two kids, lost a business, melanoma survivor, uh, you know, another divorce. I've been divorced, got wiped out in the financial crash. Like we didn't have a big retirement fund. And I know that's true for a huge majority of people living in the States. You just think like these wow. days, because right? the market is the market market going down 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 inflation and inflation's up. And so everybody's obsessed about, oh my gosh, how am I going to ever accumulate this big pile of money? And I'm saying, no, don't focus on that. Focus on your monthly cash flow. That's one of the reasons we decided to forego buying the big waterfront property in Florida when we were finally able to recover from that crash and be able to buy something. I said, you know, we're doing well now, but I don't want this big monster that has to be fed every month 
you know, $8,000 a year for, uh, you know, real estate taxes for waterfront property, hurricane insurance, you're at $1,000 a month and you haven't even started to talk about a mortgage yet. And everything we looked at was a million bucks from Sarasota, Bradenton, all the way to Naples, if you wanted to live on the water for us to be able to have our boat. So I said, let's go to Isla. Let's buy something that puts money in our pocket. We bought this place for $475. It, it, well, we live on the third floor, but I mean, it's, it's a multiple six-figure a year property. And it's quadrupled in value since we purchased it in 2016. So I guess we do have our nest egg. Um, yeah, that's if fabulous. we were to sell, but you know, we were, you know, 50 and 60 years old when we left California and started over. Basically we started over. We, we lost um, just about everything. Um, so, it, so people are listening and they're like, okay, it it's, feels very abstract. Give us some concretes. If someone is, you know, midlife and they're empty nest and they have a little savings, but not a lot. Where do they even start to think about where I might live, how to do it? What does that look like in terms of things like citizenship? Where do you, where do you start to put this dream together? Oh, you just teed me, teed that one up for me, didn't you, Dr. Ellen? That's why I wrote the book. That is exactly why I wrote the book because we kept getting that. In fact, this whole um, company, Overseas Life Redesign, came to be because my husband's never met a stranger. I'm a little bit shy, believe it or not, and. We would go to the beach and he would meet people and he just goes talk to anybody and, oh, where are you from? And, oh, how long are you here for? And where are you staying? And all of this. And then, of course, they would say, well, where do you, where are you from? And he would say, well, we live here. And they would go, what? <laughs> right? And so we kept, this kept happening over and over and over. People kept asking us, like, we want to do that too. Where do we start? And so I started doing free workshops. Um, in a Facebook group. And that's, and I was like, okay, if I, I just went back for our journey, which actually took us seven years, it doesn't need to take that long, but that little crash interrupted us. But I went through that whole process. So what the first step actually is clarity. Most people don't get what they want because they don't know what they want. And we're so busy and distracted in our world. I mean, you know, whether it's social media or Netflix or whatever, I mean, we all cocooned, right, with COVID. And so, but it, it, I think that's why there's so much interest in this is people kind of went inside, right? And was like, oh, I don't know. I Time to reanalyze, reset, you know, think about, you know, like world's going to be different. And so really it, it, the answers are within. And that's one thing that separates what I do with some of the other uh, publications that are out there. I, you know, like what started our journey was International Living Magazine. It's great. It's a great magazine, but it's really focused on the externals. What are the 10 best places to retire? And my question is always for who, right? I mean, it really, you need to figure out like your paradise is in, the, in Vermont, you know, you, my paradise is the tropics. Our paradises are not the same, fortunately, right? We can't all live in the same place. But it's Although in the winter, I'll I'll swap you any day <laughs> when it's when it's fifteen below and it's gray for weeks. Um, I would sure. swap any day. No, but, you, it, you, but you can leave. I mean, yeah, you know, that's yeah. the thing. We're, we're we don't have to stay in one place. And so one of the 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 three strategies that I teach really are number one: if you don't have a lot of time, if you're still busy, you know, like my focus is really on professionals and traditional business owners that are very busy, have complicated lives. And they're like, how do I uncomplicate this, you know, crazy um, lifestyle that I have is vacation with a purpose. Pick places where you might like to live and don't go stay in a five-star all-inclusive resort 
that's not real. That's not how you would live. Go find an Airbnb in a, in a neighborhood, in a barrio, and figure out, start talking to people that live there, expats if possible. Hey, you know, what are the pros? What are the cons? How do people live? What are, and so that boots on the ground uh, reconnaissance trip is, is priceless. I mean, that's how you can start that process, even if you don't have a lot of time. And then from there, I teach, um, if you have a little bit more time, um, lots of the folks I've interviewed and, and folks that I've worked with do what we call a beta test, you know, when they roll out a new software, right? So go um, rent a, an Airbnb for a month. You can oftentimes get a longer term rental for what you'd pay for a week's stay, right? At a, at a higher place uh, vacation rental and, and go try it out, go to the market, figure out what are the services there? You know, is there a chiropractor? Is there a, a veterinarian? Is there a doctor? You know, all of these things. And so there's a whole big long checklist. In fact, that's the next iteration of my workshop. I don't do the workshop anymore because now it's all in the book. You don't have to go to the workshop. You can just read the book. And it has a lot more than I included in my workshop. So now my next workshop that I'm going to be launching um, probably the end of June, I haven't, I'm, I'm playing around with the date, is going to be how to do a beta test. And like with the whole checklist on what, what, because there's no right or wrong, right? It's either yes or no. You just go there and you're like, could I live here or not? That's all you're looking for is certainty. And then from there, um, if you, I mean, if you have the luxury to do a sabbatical and actually just take a year and try it. Um, actually, uh, one of my uh, previous interviews um, this past month was with a lady who rented an apartment here on the island for a year, even though she wasn't living here, she was still living in the States. She rented it so that she would have a place because she wanted to buy a condo, which she did end up doing that. But her beta test before buying was to rent a place because unlike in, in the States, like if something needs to be fixed, you don't call your landlord here and say, Hey, will you fix this? It's like, that's on you. That's, that's normal. Like you're, you're going to fix it. Right. So she got to experience what it would be like to own property. Like, how do I find vendors to be able to, you know, fix stuff? And it's, it's really inexpensive. I mean, I, I give some of the, the prices of things um, in there. There's a side-by-side -side budget, actually, my friend Diane, who um, decreased her expenses by more than 50% by wow. moving from San Antonio, Texas, down here to the island. Yeah. So it sounds like you do, it's like dating, right? So go somewhere for a week, you know, you date, see if you like it, if you like it, then stay for a month and maybe stay for a year and really get to know the land, the people, the facilities, what you need and really feel it out before you buy. And then you have a really great um, section too about actually buying a business. Can you share some of the ideas of how you like yourself? It's like, okay, let's buy, you know, a resort, like, so you've got like a mini resort. Um, what, what, how do people go about that where they're, I mean, are there actually like ads that um, advertise places? So how can people find businesses and say, okay, I've chosen this island or this place. I want to go to Costa Rica or Hawaii, whatever it is. And now I wouldn't say Hawaii because Hawaii is probably more expensive than mainland. Um, yeah. Even though it's on, people are like, Hawaii is the place, but it seems it's very expensive. But how do people find a business, a way to fuel like you have? You found a really nice way to fuel your existence. Right. So um, that 
uh, kind of goes back to my podcast too. I learned so much when I launched that. I launched that podcast in uh, September of 2019. And I just kept running into these amazing people with amazing businesses. And I, so I started just interviewing them. How did this all happen? What, you know, what prompted the move? What would you do differently? How did you, you know, all of these sorts of questions. I, I think of um, my buddy Jim that I just played tennis with this morning. He ended up buying a dive business. He was a successful realtor in San Francisco, uh, had a bout with leukemia, got that under control, market, cr- you know, the, the crash happened in 2008. He's like, I'm over this. I don't want to do this anymore. Had this passion for diving, actually went down to Belize, was looking at all kinds of dive businesses to purchase, didn't, wasn't finding the right thing, came here and there wasn't anything available. But like most things in life, it's all about the relationships, So he started talking to all of these different people about what he was looking for. Well, lo and behold, he goes back to San Francisco, gets a call, says, hey, there's this dive business. The lady died and her heirs don't want it. There's a boat. It's not a going concern. But it, she had, you know, diveislamujeres.com or something. I mean, she had this amazing domain, right? She had a customer list. There was a boat which of course always needed more work than what you think. But anyway, he was able to pick up this dive business for dirt cheap because it it wasn't flowing, but it was better than starting with nothing, right? right. He didn't have to start from scratch. He had basically some, a few bones and, and, and things that he was able to do. And he built it up and he ended up selling it um, about a year ago, I guess. And now he has a sailboat and he does some kind of under the radar charters with it. But, um, you know, there's word of mouth, I would say there's not really, I haven't met a business broker since I've been down here. That's what I would tell you if I was still practicing law back in the States is, oh, check it. In fact, I talked about that I think in, in Claim Your Dream Life, but um, you know, it's, it's really more word of mouth. Um, and then, you know, my friend Nash, I mean, he, <laughs> serendipity sometimes just happens. He was a very successful restaurant owner in Hawaii, sold it, jumped on a sailboat, sailed through the Panama Canal, was sailing up through the Yucatan Channel, transmission goes out. He gets towed in to the island, um, is walking down Hidalgo Street, which is the main drag where all the shops and restaurants are. And he says, hmm, there's no sports bar. This place really needs a sports bar. Finds this little hole in the wall place, ends up starting this sports bar. I mean, you know, fate intervened. Like here he was, he he literally, his boat broke down and, and, you know, he did have that background. So it helps if you have uh, some sort of background, but I mean, you know, with remote workers, I mean, I, I interviewed uh, Chris Porton. He's a, he had a great life in New York City, 29 years old, um, working as a marketing professional in political campaigns, and met a guy who had just come back from traveling to Europe for a year. And he's like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. And he's like, why don't you do it? Broke up with his girlfriend, gave up in his apartment, quit his job, traveled around for a year, meeting people, remote workers, and said, I don't want to go back home. I need to find a way to support myself. My savings is gone. So, but he was connected now to all these other digital nomads, these job boards. And so now he works in, um, helping a univer- with university um, financing 
uh, student loan stuff. So I would say the, the bottom line is test it out and just do it. Just get started. So I, we only have a few moments left and I want uh, Allison to ask you a question uh, to reciprocate. Allison, do you have a question for Dawn? Because I know that you you kind of know where she lives. I and do. You know, kind of like, wow, that sounds so, and I could see her, she was talking. You're going like, wow, that sounds so nice. Do you have a question for Dawn? Yes, Dawn, you're living my dream life. Seriously, my husband and I plan to retire to Mexico. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at places kind of south of Cancun right now. But for someone like me, if you know, we're we come down usually two to three times a year. We've we know the area very well. We're we definitely want to live there. Um, do you have any tips for finding properties? Yeah, so that's um, <laughs> that's a whole other topic. I do talk about it a little bit in Claim Your Dream Life. But one thing people need to be aware of is how do you become a real estate agent in Mexico? You raise your hand and say, I am a real estate agent. There is no licensing framework required. Now there is a voluntary system that's been in, put in place and the realtors are starting to get, you know, the credential, the license, but you've got to be very careful who, in fact, I have a checklist. Um, I'm going to have to cut you up because we are, we've got 10 seconds. Oh, okay. You guys can just chat out offline. Okay. Thank you okay. all so much for listening. You've been listening to Rock Your Midlife. Want to get in touch with me? Go to the midlifewhisper.com. That's the midlifewhisper.com. Dawn and Allison, it has been such a joy to be with both of you. We'll see you all next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Rock Your Midlife. We hope this episode has helped you get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. Until we talk again, have a fantastic week and go rock your midlife.